Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. Good morning, my friends. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends. Wake up, wake up, wake up, it's another day. Wake up, wake up, wake up, it's another day. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, my friends, good morning. As you can see, I have awakened a little bit cheery today. <laughs> I am always, um, just so grateful to the Lord that I can wake up another day, another day with a purpose in my life to fulfill according to his will. So my friends, I hope that you have awakened ready this morning to conquer with me the world by using God's word in our lives. And today we're going to be um, continuing our series in Proverbs we're going to be today in Proverbs 28, so you can get your materials ready to take some notes. And we're going to be reading in Proverbs 28, very short couple of verses from verse 13 through verse 16. And this is what those verses say. Starting in Proverbs 28, verse 13. He who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. Father, we thank you for your word in Proverbs 28. We thank you that you continue to give us the instructions for us to follow and we thank you for the wisdom that you continue to pour down on us from heaven to help us with everyday life circumstances situations and things that we face on a daily basis we know that by using your word father we are able to stand strong in the boldness of the lord 
and that your word gives us life, it sparks us, it protects us, and it is a weapon, a holy weapon that we can use and understand to survive everyday life circumstances. So we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. My friends, you know, this is a very short passage of a couple of verses, and I always tell you, always at the end of the podcast, to go back and reread as much as you can of the entire chapter that we do not cover. So that way you can always get the correct perspective of what God is trying to tell us. I always only cover a couple of passages, but I always want you to go back because there is so much to embrace. There's so much enhancement in the word that God gives us. And it really helps us understand his heart for us and how much he loves us. And as we start to break it down, the first thing that he says to us and expresses is, he who covers his sins will not prosper. And we can talk a little bit about that right now. How many of us can honestly go around saying that we expose everything that we do, that we tell everyone every sin we have committed, that we go around telling people openly all the time, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm screwing up. This isn't working for me. I'm not on the right track. I'm really messing things up. It's kind of hard sometimes when you cover your sin because covering your sin does not allow you to prosper. It doesn't allow you to move forward. It doesn't allow you to have freedom. And when I, when it talks about sins here, wow, there is a multitude. We can go down the list. Sin is what keeps us trapped. Sin is what keeps us in bondage. Sin is what stops us from thinking the way God thinks. Sin is what does not allow us to move forward into the destiny God has prepared for us. When is and will be the next time you find yourself committing a sin that you will quickly realize it, acknowledge it, and decide that you need to surrender that sin over to your Heavenly Father. When will that happen? And it says right here, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. If you know that you are in a sin situation, and you go ahead to your brothers or your sisters or your pastor or family member or a close friend or even a neighbor and you confess to them, listen, I'm struggling in this area. I'm having a very hard time. I need help. I've done this. Or oh, I've thought about this. Or oh, I thought about doing these actions. And that person can help you through prayer. 
that person can help you by leading you to God's word. Even as Christians, sometimes we struggle in these areas. Even as Christians, we're sinning. And even as Christians, we have a hard problem confessing our sins. The Bible says clearly we should confess our sins to one another so we can encourage one another, lift each other up, and help each other with the struggle. It is okay for you to forsake that sin, walk away from it, no longer entertain it, no longer be involved with it. It is okay for you to confess with your mouth that you have done something wrong and that you know that from this moment forward, you are not going to be caught back up in that situation. And in doing so, and leaving things at the throne of God, you will be given mercy. You will be given mercy. Compassion will be placed on you. You need to understand that it is important to confess your sins in order to be able to move forward in your life. You need to know that it is quite important for you to confess your sins, walk away from it. Even if that means that you're letting go of friends that have you caught up in that situation. Even if it means that you are no longer part of a club that you used to belong to. Even if it means you have to really give up the thing that you've always wanted. Nothing should be separating you from the love of God, from his commandments, and fulfilling the purpose in your life that God has for you. Nothing. Many times we want so things, so many things desperately that we don't think about the sin we're committing to get it to get them, to get it, to get whatever it is that we're seeking out. God tells us here, you will not prosper. You must confess your sins and you must walk away from whatever it is you're doing and get the mercy, get the compassion, get all over again the possibilities of moving forward. Many times we get stuck. People are stuck in their sin. They don't prosper. You may have met someone in your life that you're like, what's going on with this person? Every time I see them, they don't move forward. And let me tell you something. There are many times that you can have plenty in your life. You could have a full abundance in your life surrounding you that is tangible to you but you still can't touch it because the sin separates you from it. So my friends, if you find yourself that you have committed a sin and you have covered it up, you put it underneath the rug, you don't talk about it, you don't think anyone's seeing it, God sees everything. He knows where you put it exactly under the rug. He knows the space it's taking up. So confess with your mouth so that you can have freedom Walk away from whatever is hindering you or having you in bondage so you could receive the mercy in your life.
And then it says here, happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. You know, the man who is constantly reverent, meaning that they have the utmost respect for those around them, for those individuals in their lives, for reverence in the Word of God. How many of us can actually say that we wake up happy every day with the joy of the Lord, knowing that we have His Word in our hearts? that we can get up every morning, open the Bible, and dive into God's Word, and have respect for His Word, honor His Word, believe His Word, know His Word is the truth, that His Word gives us life. How many of us can actually say that? Because when you have reverence, when you are reverent, always reverent, you're very mindful You're very mindful. You show respect. You have a deep, solemn respect for people around you, for the things of God, for the things God has blessed you with, for the things God is preparing you for. You have an utmost respect. And it says here, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. If you harden your hearts, my friends, if you go around not giving over your problems to God, not leaving it at the foot of the throne, not trusting him that he can heal your heart, your wounds, that you can open up yourself to your heavenly father so that he can give you the freedom that you need. It says that here, be he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Why? Because what ends up happening is misfortunes happen in our lives, disasters happen in our lives. When we harden our hearts, we don't let anyone in. We don't even let God in. Many Christians are really angry at God right now. They're upset with him, you know, because of whatever might be going on in their lives. But we can't do that, my friends. As Christians, we cannot harden our hearts. Our hearts need to be softened up. We need to allow God to mend our hearts. We need to allow him to help us love again. We need to have God deal with our hearts so we can fulfill everyday purpose. So that we can be conscious about the things around us and get to the point of reverence and being happy and having the joy of the Lord. When we harden our hearts, my friends, we don't let people in. We don't let opportunities come into our lives. We judge everything. We think everything's wrong. We think everything, everyone is out to get us. When we harden our hearts, we don't see things clearly. 
and we don't accept things for what they truly are. Sometimes we try to sugarcoat things when our hearts are hardened. So my friends, the next time you find yourself that your heart is becoming hard or bitter or not pumping and functioning well, like we always say in the podcast, give it over to God because you want to be free. You want to have freedom. You want to be the happy man who wakes up every day or the happy woman who wakes up every day. And you want to have reverence for everything around you. There are many people that wake up every day and miss the beauty of what's around them. There are many people who miss out on blessings that are right in front of them. There are many people who forget how they even woke up in the morning. God allowed them to have another day. So my friends, going forward, let's be reminded, we must have reverence in everything in our lives. And then it says here, like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. Wow. There are so many ways that we can break this down. I know for the past year, many people felt that they had a wicked ruler. I'm just telling it like I hear it. And they felt that that individual was a roaring lion, was a charging bear. And we were considered the poor people because we were under that authority. And in being under that authority, unfortunately, we were not able to do anything about it. But what we always have to be reminded about, my friends, is that in the Bible, we see many examples of different kings, princes, people in leadership positions that ruled over people and treated the people bad, disrespected the people, treated the people as if they were of no significance. We need to watch out for those people, my friends. But most of all, we need to pray for them. Because God is always telling us that we need to be praying for our enemies. We need to know that the love of Christ and the extension of prayer can really touch the heart even of a wicked man or wicked woman. You and I have seen so many things on the news lately of things that are happening things that people are doing, actions they are taking, crimes that are being committed, how people have been placing people in bondage. We can talk about human trafficking. We can talk about right now about the things that are happening with the migration of people that are actually fleeing their countries and coming to the United States because they themselves have a wicked ruler that they were under 
and they were looking for some type of refuge, some type of freedom, and they were suppressed. And right now, the United States of America is embracing those individuals. It's giving them refuge. It's giving them a roof over their heads. It's giving them resources and helping them the best that the United States of America can and is willing to do. So my friends, if you find yourself in front of a roaring lion or a charging bear, Sometimes this could even happen at your job. Your boss could be a wicked ruler and you're considered the poor people, the poor employee. The employee that gets the the small end of the bargaining status. Just pray for that person. Pray for that person that God would touch their hearts. We know they exist, we know they're here, we know they're around us, but we want to make sure that no matter what a ruler is doing over our lives, that God is in control of us, not them. Now, many of you might be saying, how is that possible, Antonia? How is it if I am under a wicked ruler right now, whether it's in my country, in my job, in my neighborhood, Who knows, even in your family, there might be a wicked ruler. How do you expect me to continue to go forward in life and just be okay? Because when you're a believer in Christ, my friends, when you know that there is a higher entity that exists, when you know that the supernatural power of God can break any curse, when you know that God can perform miracles in your life, It does not matter the circumstances around you, my friend. What matters is that you're focused on your Heavenly Father and you trust that He will help you with the situation and the process, even in that circumstance. God wants us to pray for our enemies. He makes it very clear to us in the Bible we're to pray for our enemies. A lot of times wicked rulers are wicked because they were treated wicked. Because no one gave them love. Because no one considered to have a moment with them of compassion, of grace, of mercy. To just listen, hear them out. Many people walk around being wicked because they've been hurt by family members. They've been hurt by leaderships in churches. They've been hurt in their jobs. They've been insulted. They were molested. They were physically abused, mentally abused. They're carrying around emotions that they haven't been delivered from. So next time, my friends, when you're dealing with something like that, Just pray for them. Pray for them that God would touch them, that they would get a supernatural touch from God. And it says here, a ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. Wow. 
There we go again, rulers, right? We want to talk in the context of rulers of maybe being your boss at your job because, you know, he's over you. He's your supervisor, right? And I just experienced this not too long ago in my own jobs and things that I do, you know, jobs that I always take on to help me pay the, the bills. And it is true that sometimes even your own boss can lack an understanding of something and then is considered a great oppressor. So example would be, let's say you're very smart, you know technology, you know how to work certain softwares on social media or on the internet, and you are really just trying to help the company, the department, the other employees flourish and be able to do their jobs more efficiently if you acquired a new way of doing the job because you are a lot more understanding of today's technology. But your boss isn't. Your boss is older, old school, still doing things manually, not really connected to doing a lot of stuff on the computer. Might be using a computer, but not the way you want them to use it. And you feel stuck because they lack the understanding that if they had a better software, if they had a better operating system, if they had more of a faster Wi-Fi, if they had more things that are accessible right now and exist right now to help you in the job, it'll help the company go forward. It'll make the job easier to do on a daily basis. But because they don't understand that, they don't want to acclimate to those new software capabilities or the new computers or the new way that you can do business easier because they're stuck still in their own ways of doing things from back in the day, even if it's manually. So sometimes you could feel oppressed because you feel you can't move forward can't move forward in working quickly. You can't feel forward in moving to the next level. Like nothing's ever going to change. Everything's still going to be the same. And you might feel like, well, if I'm kind of stuck, he's not letting me grow. I'm not learning more. I'm not being challenged. I'm not being given opportunities most likely you might not even get promoted to any other type of position. You're going to be stuck in that position for the rest of your life. But here's the thing. Even under oppression, we still worship and praise our Heavenly Father. And we still move forward. And it says here, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. That is so true. Because you don't have to desire the other things of someone. You actually don't favor, you know, that you would want to have 
someone else's possessions or what someone else, you know, has in their lives. Because you know that your Heavenly Father will provide to you what you need. His timing is perfect for your life. You don't have to worry about anything else. And you don't have to cry over it either. You don't have to long for somebody else's stuff that you're seeing. Social media has us doing that all the time. That you scroll on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or any of the other social sites. And you see all these things that your friends have or your co-workers have, or you see all these posts of all these beautiful things, and you want that, and you wish you had it. Well, don't break your head about that, my friends. Don't let your heart be longing for something. It's okay to not have that. You don't have to find yourself that you have to become caught up just because you don't have it it's okay you don't have to have what they have you don't have to say to yourself well they have this brand new car I have to have it they bought this brand new dress I have to have it get my examples here just live your everyday life according to how God has you right now in this season enjoy it Love on your Heavenly Father. Praise Him for another day. But most of all, remember that God is a good God who loves us and blesses us. And He does it according to His perfect timing. So my friends, it has truly been a pleasure diving into the Word of God with you today. I hope you take away many things from these verses. Apply it to your life. Go back, read the rest of the chapter, areas that we did not cover. Enjoy the rest of your week. Get up every day knowing that you are serving a great God who loves you and you have a great purpose in your life. Tune in next week again where we will rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.